Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. Today, we will have Tony Menke in the studio. He is the new president and CEO for the Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota. That took me three times to get right today. So <laughs> he is their new president and CEO, um, a wonderful Catholic um, Minnesota native. Yes, he is. Just like uh, Mark was. Yeah. Um, he's a younger guy, has a young family, just a really great um faith story and he's just gonna he's gonna do really great in Catholic Community Foundation. So I hope you will join us for that interview. Before I take up any more of Dr. Bergwald's time, we have biblical bites with Dr. B. Uh what Sunday is today, Renee? Well it would be the fourth Sunday. You sure? No. But yes. Elise, are you are you sure, Elise? Yes. As you're waving four yep. <laughs> four fingers. So actually we're gonna focus on the psalm today. Oh okay. Psalm ninety five. Um this is a psalm that uh, for uh, priests and religious and deacons, people who pray the Liturgy of the Hours, so those people have to, lay people can, but it's called the Invitatory Psalm. So okay. when you first pray Liturgy of the Hours on, on a given day, you start with the Invitatory Psalm. Oh, psalm. And we don't should be familiar. Well, I mean, I don't pray well, it a lot, but I have prayed it before. Okay, yeah. Um, so, uh, and the problem here is the translation that's, we read oh, Mass is sure, slightly sure. different. Right. Um, but there's this point near the, so it's coming, talking about, come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Come to his presence with Thanksgiving. Uh, say, I want to say singing, uh, yeah, singing <laughs> something for joy, but it's, I'm thrown off by the different translation at right. mass. But the thing that I want to focus on, so this, this is a Psalm that's, uh, it, it's a pray, a Psalm of praise. So liturgy, but it's also connecting it with life. So near the end of what we hear at mass, and it's near the end of, the um, liturgy, as it is in Liturgy of the Hours. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of mass in the desert, when you're, where your fathers tempted me, they tested me, though they had seen my works. That's how we'll hear it, we hear it at mass okay. today. Meribah and Massa. What, what, oh. what the heck's going on with Meribah and Massa? Do you have any idea? Mm. Well, it's something from the Old Testament. Yes, <laughs> that's good. Yes. I do not. I don't know anything about them, so, so I could guess, but... So when your fathers tempted me, uh, as in, as in, sorry, harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert. So this is when the Israelites are wandering, oh, sure. are in the desert. So, uh, so we, after their uh, exodus After the Egypt. exodus, correct. Okay. After the exodus, before they get to the promised land. Okay. Um, so you can read about this in Exodus chapter 17. They're complaining, so chapter 16, they complain because... Oh, there's no food. Would that we have stayed in Egypt as slaves where we got three squares a day. And the Lord gives them manna right. and quail. The miracle of the manna for the rest of their time in the desert, which is supposed to be short, but becomes 40 years. But regardless. Okay. Oh, That's manna. The next chapter. Now, when was this time-wise? I don't But right, the next right, right. chapter, chapter 17. We're starving from thirst. Oh, that we would have stayed in Egypt. Um. And Moses, Moses, <laughs> I think the official Hebrew is Moses face palm. <laughs> um, and Lord, like, Lord, what do you want me to do? So the Lord tells Moses to strike the rock mm-hmm. and water will flow right. to feed the people. Well, at, from at that day, Exodus 17, 7, um, Moses names that place Meribah and Massa. Massa okay. means testing. Meribah means contention. 
So this is where, so it's just names that Moses gives when the people, once they contended with God, um, they argued with God and they tested God. Mm -hmm. Psalm 95, harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tempted me, they tested me though they had seen my works. And when I, so um, I pray, the liturgy hours is part of my, my personal prayer. So when I pray this, I think about, They'd seen everything that God had done, mm-hmm. and yet they're again they're complaining. And we could be like, "You idiots!" Like He just fed you with the. But how often do I, mm-hmm. Lord, why are you doing this? Wait, I mean, really, Bergwald, as Derek Maribel and Massa, they challenged me and provoked me. Although they had seen all of my works, mm-hmm. how much more do I have to do in your life? Like, okay, all right, I trust you, Lord. I will follow you. Unlike my spiritual fathers, Meribah and Massa, tension, contention and testing. More trust, less contention. Thanks a lot, Dr. B. You bet. Uh, before we start our interview today, I want to tell you about an event that we have coming up um, very, very soon. February 4th uh, is a Sunday. We have Last Caller Standing coming up. Um, this is, if you haven't seen it, many have seen it. If you haven't seen it before, this is a survivor-like um, challenge for 12 of our priests. They go head-to-head against each other. Uh, they can compete in different challenges. Some of them are kind of crazy. Some of them are more like um, uh, trivia, uh, par- church trivia. They have a lot of fun, and it's a great way to kind of get to know your priests and see them in a different way. So that is Sunday, February 4th, beginning at 4 p.m. You can find it on YouTube at SF Diocese. Please join us. It's a fundraiser for um, Lumen Christi missionaries. So um, come on over and check it out on February 4th. In the studio with me, I have Mr. Tony Menke. Welcome, Tony. Thanks for having me. Tony is the new, brand new, president and CEO of the Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota, formerly the formerly the COO. Correct. So you've been there about two years. Yes. So this is not a new place for you. You're not a new face to us. (laughs) However, this is a new challenge. Absolutely. So we wanted to bring Tony in to get to know him a little bit. Many around the diocese know Tony, but not everybody. Um, So we wanted to get to know you a little bit and maybe find out what your plans are for the foundation. I don't know. That might be all top secret, but (laughs) we're (laughs) going to find out. We can talk about it. (laughs) Okay, good. So, Tony, will you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, those kind of things? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I grew up in West St. Paul, uh, okay. Minnesota, so just right outside of downtown St. Paul. Okay. Um, I'm oldest of six. Okay. Uh, I'm the only one that moved out of the Twin Cities. I never really? planned. I never planned on leaving the cities. That's kind uh, of a surprise. Yeah, it, yeah. Even extended family, it yeah. was always kind of a thing. So I was, I was the only one, and I. All that comes with. Do they make fun being of you now? Because you're what like, the only, do they make fun of you now? Because you're the only one. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. In South Dakota, <laughs> they're like all the weather that comes to us is from you. you yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. It comes with me when I travel. Right. Always. No, they, they've been awesome about it. Yeah. And uh, so, but my wife's from here. Okay. My wife's from Sioux Falls, uh, and so it's kind of when we got married. I always planned never to leave the Twin Cities, and. Uh, it was clear that I probably would never return to the Twin Cities. Shoot. And that's not, it's not her. It's really kind of, we've really been the way that God's led us. So yeah. When we got married, she uh, joined grad school at the University of South Dakota. So oh, we sure. lived in Vermilion. We ended up living in Vermilion for four years. Okay. And then in the midst of that, I joined Focus. So right. a year in, I joined Focus um, Fellowship of Catholic University Students. 
did three years as a campus missionary down there. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, I got promoted to a national position, and I did that remotely. So we did one year in Fargo, and then we ended up in Sioux Falls the next year after that. Okay. We've been in Sioux Falls ever since. How did you two meet? We met uh, at a wedding. Okay. Her brother uh, was at St. Thomas. And so I became okay. friends with him and we met at a wedding. And uh, a teaser for a longer story would be that she was the date of my brother to that wedding. <laughs> and that's how we, we actually met oh each other. And there's a much longer story we don't have for another time. <laughs> but yeah, so we met at a wedding uh, that both me and her brother were groomsmen for. Okay. Um, okay. And kind of. Hit it off from there. Sure. And so what did you go to school for? Because you, uh, I imagine you went for something. <laughs> you probably didn't end up as a president of the foundation without going to school for something. No, actually, it was it was kind of a, a whole, it's a, that's also a really long story. <laughs> I originally went uh, for Catholic studies. Okay. Uh, so, I think, so I went to St. Thomas. I played football my freshman year and was mm-hmm. doing Catholic studies and determined that football wasn't my life. Right. It didn't need to be my life. And right. so I stepped away after my freshman year. But then I like, I went through a reversion in faith. I went through a, a number of trials and difficulties. Mm-hmm. And then in the midst of it, like, uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Sure. So I juggled between different majors all the time. Because Catholic studies, you always kind of pair with something. Sure. So it's, yep. you know, yep. what's that pairing? Right. So I tried education. I tried business. I tried a number of things. And uh, at one point, I just decided, like, it's a lot of money to not know what you want to do. Yes, it is. And so <laughs> I stepped away yep. to, to just go work. Yep. And I actually, in Mints of Focus, we had an opportunity to get back into school, ah. finish my undergrad, and did it through the SDSU. Nice. So I'm technically a jackrabbit via online schooling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. And then I'm in the midst of getting a master's right now in okay. theology for the Augusta Institute. Very nice. So um, you, you just indicated a little bit there that you've had a little bit of a journey as far as your faith. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us about that a little bit? Because a lot of people really like to hear other people's faith journey. Um, it makes them, it makes us all feel a little better about if we're struggling, yep. you know, or whatever it is. So, how's yeah. yours? And uh, you know, like definitely different phases. I grew up Catholic, and mm-hmm. my mom's side, especially, uh, was just very Orthodox Catholic. We were just like family rosary, all of those pieces, um, and it was a beautiful thing. We I knew the uh, rope prayers uh, yep. and memorized all of those yep. pieces. Um, but when I was nine years old, my dad passed away oh, okay. um, suddenly, and uh, it was the way that God took care of my family in the midst mm-hmm. of that. My mom was widowed with three three boys, um, and just the way the people rallied around us, family, community, and just our faith and how it grew. Because in the time of trials, you either run from God yes, or towards I was God. Say, that can take a whole different route. And my mom— was really intentional in helping us run towards God, even at a young age. Right. So I always kind of point to that as kind of the moment I knew God existed. Right. You know, you're, you're living it, but that you just, it's too tangible not to ignore. Yeah. But in college, knowing he existed and stuff doesn't always get you through all the temptations that come with uh, life in college and all that coming. And so even though I thought I was in a good place and I was doing a lot of really good things, like I fell into a lot of those sin uh, that college kids go through. Right. And hit rock bottom uh, in in a pretty dramatic way and and took a while to kind of get my life back together. Sure. But a huge turning point was really being introduced to what it meant to have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And understanding like it's one thing to have faith. It's one thing to know that he's alive. It's one thing to live a life 
in which you just don't want to be in hell. Right. Uh, oh, that's that's a good way to put that. Instead yes. of that's living different. living for God yes. and then wanting to be with Him in communion with Him. Yeah. And that had to. That was a personal decision. My mom tried, and you know, there's other people as I grew up, but it, it needed a click in me. Yeah. Uh, and that was I. I there's a ministry at St. Thomas called St. Paul's Outreach. Yeah. And they did a beautiful job helping me uh, come to this realization deep in my prayer life. Uh, that set me on a different course. Mm-hmm. It radically altered the life I was leading at that time mm-hmm. and made it more, not just Sunday, but consistent. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for the right reasons. Right. And then uh, it also led me towards the missionary piece. Right. And so I, I knew, now I knew God was real. I had a relationship with God. And now uh, I naturally just had a desire to share him with others. Right. And it was right. a matter of what did that mean and look like specifically for me. And for for a long time, for nine years, it was focus. Yeah. In the different positions. And now I see it in the foundation. Yeah. So that time you spent in focus, mm-hmm. I feel like was really like a foundational thing for you. Oh, absolutely. Is that right? What was the most important thing you took from that or the most uh, impactful for you? I think the first thing would be um, how important it is to have people in your life that Mm -hmm. uh, you can look up to and to seek out advice and stuff. And and focus fills you with that. There's so many opportunities of say like, hey, these are people that are living their lives in a radical way. Uh, evangelistic, but really faithful way mm-hmm. that I can emulate, that I can learn from, that I can grow towards. And, and having those people in life is very intentional. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing is just the encouragement that everyone, no matter where their knowledge is uh, in the faith, can evangelize. Oh, yeah. And that was really important, not only for me and just my, you know, even I'm studying theology and ma- like for a master's degree and all this stuff, like, at the same time, you still run into situations where you're like, well, I don't have all the knowledge. I right. don't know everything about the Trinity. Right, right. Uh, we never will. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? There's those things that you start second-guessing. But to be able to learn and to help other people learn that uh, a relationship with God is what's required. Yeah. And, and everything else you learn, everything else you grow, gives you another reason to love God and another reason to share Him with others. Yeah. But you can share Him just by knowing Him. And that was really important for me, and that was important— especially as I became more in a leadership management role mm-hmm. to help others to see. Um, and Focus is, do, does a great job of really encouraging and instilling this belief. Like it's, if you meet someone really cool mm-hmm. uh, and you could be, let's say you met a celebrity and they're just a really neat celebrity and you're just really cool. You just get excited. You yeah. want to share that with yeah. other people. Yep. Like there's no one bigger celebrity than Jesus Christ, <laughs> yes. right? There's just yes. no one. Yep. And that's the way we should feel about it. Yeah. Like it, it should be as natural as sharing a really cool friend with another friend. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that that was important to me to learn. Yeah, I think that's really critical for all of us as Catholics to remember because so many of us, we we aren't theologians. We mm-hmm. don't know everything mm-hmm. there is to know. We never will. That's okay. We can still share it. So mm-hmm. I think that's really critical. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Um, if you just joined us, we're talking to Tony Menke, who is the new president and CEO of the Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota. So, Tony, let's shift over to that role. Um, you just took over. Mark Kanzemius just retired. Yes. And um, so, you've been, what, is this, is this <laughs> two, weeks. two weeks? Yeah. How are you feeling about this? <laughs> like, seriously, this is a big deal. <laughs> it is. No, it's uh, it's never easy following someone that did a fantastic job, especially now. For so not, many years. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's especially hard when he's did it for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was the first full-time employee. Right. Um. And so 
the so it's intimidating. Sure. And usually the go-to thing people say is you have big shoes to fill. Yes, you and do. It's like, and it's like 100%. And you kind of run out of witty responses to it. You know, like you try as hard as you can. Like, What are some that you've had? I'm kind of curious. Oh, I don't even. Because I say it and then afterwards I regret You're it. You're like, nope, I shouldn't have yeah. said that. Yeah, that didn't make sense. Or that really wasn't funny. Or, wow, that seemed prideful. Whatever it is, you're just trying to be funny. like Because right. it's the same comment every time. Right, right. Uh, but for really good reasons. Um, so there's a lot of intimidation that yeah. comes with it. Yeah. Uh, but what was a huge blessing was through the interview process of uh, whether or not uh, for, the, for the selection of president, I stayed really focused on not proving why I should be the next president. Okay. But really focused on this is who I am. This is how I've seen God work in my life. This is what I've learned my two years with the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, experiences I'm bringing into it mm-hmm. and what my vision is uh, for the foundation moving forward. Right. Because what I didn't want is to portray someone that I wasn't. Right. And I also didn't want, because I, I could never do it, be the next Mark. It's oh, just not right. possible. Right. Right. And so I was really clear. I, I really wanted, that was my prayer. My mm-hmm. prayer was to be true and authentic to who I am. Share that with the search committee, which uh, there was nine of them of our board members. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they selected me, but when they selected me, uh, they were very clear on, you know, I talked to them as far as afterwards, what are the reasons? And, right. and the reasons that I hoped that I conveyed were the reasons why they did. Oh, good. So even having that uh, understanding between me and the executive committee and our board uh, has given me a lot of comfort and support of like, their support of me comes because not of who I'm going to pretend to be. Yeah. Or who, you know, like, or try to do exactly what Mark did. It's who will, I believe God's calling me to be in this position. And that gives me a lot of confidence. Yeah. And then the other piece is the staff has been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have a fantastic staff who's uh, very talented uh, and on fire. Yeah. And uh, they've been extremely welcoming and supportive and uh, very, very thankful. For yeah. Them. And they're so dedicated, all the they people are. down there. Um, you really couldn't ask for better people yeah. to work with. Yeah, very so, blessed. Yeah, I know everyone in the building is really excited to have you as president. Honestly, when they announced it, we're all like, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, we have no idea who else they're interviewing, by the way. So, I mean, for us, it's just like, well, of course you're going to pick Tony. Yeah. I mean, who else would you pick? <laughs> yeah, that was not my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, Ooh. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, it's, and I, and I don't. Not in a false humility way. Like yeah. I, I really do believe God has a plan, and yeah. it's amazing. And if I trust in it, He's He's going to show me that. Um, and I put trust in that. Yeah. Uh, but His plan constantly surprises me. Yeah. Uh, whether it was joining Focus to begin with, what it was being in part of the foundation, ever leaving Focus, that mm-hmm. I absolutely love my job, uh, or being here and now a president. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite shocking and surprising, uh, <laughs> and I. I that hasn't worn off yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might take a while for that, huh? Yeah. All right. So do you have any, like, immediate plans for the foundation? That we could share? And maybe just tell us a little bit again about what the foundation does. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the foundation uh, really seeks to help people uh, to give back to the church mm-hmm. or to give to charity and make it super easy, um, simple, straightforward, and just allow them to— ultimately respond to that call of discipleship mm-hmm. of sharing our treasures and being detached from the world and all those pieces and help facilitate a chaired, a charitable heart. Right. Um, and we have lots of tools in which to do that, whether it's donor advised funds or endowments or 
we do all internal processing. We do Catholic investing uh, to ensure all our investments are in line with the Catholic teachings. Mm-hmm. Um, we got all these different tools and setups to ensure that people are able to do this uh, and to grow in charity. Yeah. Um, so my big, uh, the goals at least initially have always been first and foremost to make the mission of the foundation known to as many people as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many people, the statistics are crazy. How many people don't have wills, for example. And we do a lot of, yeah, I, I might ask. be one of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a will before joining the foundation. Okay, good. I, I, that's my badge of honor. Like it wasn't just because the foundation, I got a will. Good job. Uh, but that was because. Carrie and I were taking a trip, and she didn't want to go on the plane without a will. See, there you go. That's, yes. <laughs> that's yes. A, that's it, what led to us getting Especially if you have kids. That is but it's a like, good thing. But it, for some people, for a lot of people, I believe, obviously, it's timing. Yeah. Uh, but the other is, like, where do I start? Yeah. Who do I talk to? What are the questions I should keep in mind? Like, where do I start with this? Yeah. Foundation can help in that. And so, uh, or it's uh, the needs of the church are not you know, your local parish, your local Catholic schools, diocesan like someone to advocate for those needs within these donors within these conversations Mm -hmm. that's what we do that's what we do well um and i want more people to hear that i want people so they can respond yeah Uh, a lot of opportunities are missed just simply because no one asks people oh totally and we want to we want to give the people an opportunity to respond yeah and to know what those are yeah and so i want to be known and there's ways like we're going to increase our marketing and some of the tools in which we market to Mm -hmm. help people see it uh, we're going to work with the pastors uh, in the different pastorates and see how are different ways that we can work together yeah. in Catholic schools. And so there's a lot of great things with that um, that I'm really, really excited about. The other thing is internal. Uh, Mark lived out discipleship in such a he beautiful did. way mm-hmm. um, that I want that to continue. Sure. And I, I do it different. And specifically what I want to do is I want us to be able to articulate it well. Sure. So even my words of like, this is a part of the call of discipleship, mm-hmm. like being unified with missionary discipleship and the vision of the diocese and where the foundation fits within that. I want us to be really good at articulating that. Yeah. I want yeah. that to be like, just like in us and through us. And we just had a meeting uh, on Wednesday in which we talked with the staff and said, um, like, ultimately it's a souls are at stake. Yes. Yes. And we do it, we, we, we go about it differently than discipleship and evangelization mm-hmm. or communications or the bishop's office. Right. Uh, we have a specific part within yep. it. You do. And we want to do that well, mm-hmm. but never forget what's at the core of this. Yeah. And that is evangelization. It's yeah. discipleship. It's, yeah. it's heaven. Uh, so to continue to build that into how we, how we articulate, I really want to spend some time and focus on that mm-hmm. just so that uh, people hear that clearly. Yeah. Uh, Mark lived it out beautifully. He did. And I want our I want to get us to articulate it well as well yeah. as we continue that legacy and, yeah. and continue to move forward. So those are a couple pieces. Uh, there's still some pieces as far as the team and yeah. structure stuff that yep. kind of come with the job. Yes, uh, that, that's always in kind of in flux, isn't it? Like, okay, now now maybe we need this. Or maybe you know, yeah. that's how that's how it works, especially in nonprofits. It's like, oh, how can we do this better? Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So I mean, getting a director of of development. Mm-hmm. And having someone really uh, spend the time with our gift plan officers yeah. out in the field, because they're all remote. Right. Uh, and they're in the different communities throughout the diocese to get someone to really spend time supporting them, helping yeah. them engage strategy. These are positions that we, we need to continue to look at and to fill so that we continue to, to be there for people when they respond to this. Right. 
to the call. Right, right. Very cool. Okay, we don't have a ton of time left, but I really want to ask you this question, which seems a little off the wall maybe. But um, are there particular saints? This is— I mean, we all need particular saints we turn to, but when you're working in a in a in the church and so on, sometimes it's not always as rosy as you think it's going to be because yep. we're still human. So, so there's always challenges. So, are there certain saints you turn to when, especially in your work? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, I tend towards the saints where you know that they had a radical conversion. Okay. Uh, because you see it and you kind of yep. see where their sin and brokenness was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then how God uses them yeah. uh, in their weakness and in their and, and makes them into amazing. So in my office is a picture of Saint Paul. Uh, uh, yes. I love Saint Paul. Yep. Um, I, he's just a fascinating person, and in the way he writes, and, and mm-hmm. I turn to him a lot. Saint Augustine yep. uh, will always be up there. Figured that me. had to be. <laughs> yeah, and just I also like Saint Monica too. And oh sure. Because of my mom and all that she impacted me in my childhood my life, especially in the trials that we had um, and how Monica became a saint for praying for her son yeah. you know, and, and just the beauty in that. Yeah. Um, and I always throw in St. Peter. And part of the reason is because he is my confirmation saint. Okay. Uh, but I probably picked it because I thought the name worked with my name more than <laughs> it was the saint. And so that's where it started. Uh, and that's just me in eighth grade or whatever. Right. And, uh, but, and because, you're, you know, your mom loves you and she right. tells you great things of like, you're going to be a leader someday, you know? Yep. And so it's, oh, St. Peter was a pretty good leader. Yeah. So, let's, uh, so that's where it started. But just as, again, like taking someone that was small and broken and weak and no one considered to be this great leader. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when he falls in love with God and he allows God to work through him, uh, all the things that God uses him for yeah, and the greatness that came from that uh, with all the glory going back towards God. So yeah. I was always, there's a scripture piece, and I can't remember exactly where it is in Acts, but St. Peter does a miracle and says afterwards, uh, the person that was healed gives praise to God. Mm-hmm. It's like, how cool is it yeah. to live a life in which you just did something absolutely amazing? Right. And they're not praising Peter. Right, right. They're praising God. Because they knew right where it's it came clear. from. Yeah. It's clear. And that's, that's a model of what I want my work to be. Right. I, I want great things to happen for the glory of God. Yeah. And that to be clear within it. Yeah. And so I, I always respect and honor. Or I, I look up to Peter. Yeah. That. Yeah. Those are some good saints to, yeah. <laughs> to have on your side. They're, for, they're, for, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> they're all right. <laughs> a couple of apostles and yeah, then exactly. a doctor of the church. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, well, Tony, we are really super excited to have you um, in you. this position, have you in the build. I mean, you've been in the building for a couple of years, but just really, really enjoy having you around and looking forward to all the big things you're going to do with the foundation. So, Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks again for coming in. And uh, we'll have you in again maybe uh, in a year or so, see how it's going. Perfect. I love <laughs> see, that idea. See if you're still so excited. <laughs> see you if I'm tired. Be. I know. Yeah, right. So we'll see if his face. No, no. It's I, great. I know you. I mean, I've gotten to know you over the last couple of years, and you just are not that person. So I know it's going to be awesome. So, <laughs> All God's great. Yes, yes. Thanks again for coming in. Thank you for having me. You bet. All right. If you haven't found us yet on social media, you can always find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at SF Diocese and at sfcatholic.org anytime. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.